0: Hey everybody! Welcome to Between the Horns. Miles Simmons here with Demarco Far. It is October thirty-first. Happy Halloween, everybody! Hello
1: there. Yeah, just
0: about nine thirty a.m. Pacific time here in Agora Hills, California. Yeah. A little earlier today.
1: Pretty cool though. Yeah. I, walking in the building, Gumby let me in. I saw Baker Mayfield walking around. <laughs> what else? There was a, a superhero in the in the hallway. People, people are in costumes. I've seen the, the Jokers Joker is out there. Yeah. It just reminded like I have to be reminded it is Halloween. It is. Yeah, I, mean, I know. We're not in costume. Season. If no. you're just
0: looking, uh, if you're just listening to this rather rather than looking at us.
1: They asked me, "What's my costume?" I said, "Retired football player." Okay, that works. There works.
0: Yeah, I guess I should be a little fatter. I'm just kidding. Well, the Rams are now 8 0 after they defeated the Green Bay Packers 29 27. We will talk a lot about that, but (laughs) I want to start. (laughs) Yeah, right? Thank you, sir. Exactly. But I do want to start with this trade that the Los Angeles Rams made yesterday at the trading deadline, acquiring outside linebacker Dante Fowler, former number three overall pick in the 2015 draft.
1: Uh, Walked in on Monday, right after the press conference, heading to the the coaches show and that's when I realized something was up about the trade deadline outside linebackers or something. I think I was talking to you. You were talking About it. And then yep. we, 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 we did talked talk about to it. Sean McVay for an hour and you know, he was, he's always great. Um, he gave us a lot, which means I think he was trying to get us not to ask questions huh. because this was brewing at the same time. Right. So it makes sense. Um, I, it's, it's a good move. I've always liked Fowler on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like what he does, how he affects the quarterback. He's, he's got a natural wiggle to him. That's what they say with pass rushers. They are born. They aren't built. Right. He's one of the guys that are, that are born. So that's going to help you. Uh, I'll tell you this, after watching his tape and then watching what Aaron Donald did against Aaron Rodgers, I feel a whole lot better going to New Orleans.
0: Yeah. with him in yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with you. It was interesting um hearing Sean McVay talk about just the trade deadline mm-hmm. on Monday because at, in the press conference where where I was with him, um because he really did say like okay, yes, we're we're doing something and then mm-hmm. people kept asking and he's like yes, edge rusher would probably be the area where we're looking. And then somebody's like, anywhere else? He's like, well, no, probably primarily edge rusher. And it's like, you could tell, I think, I, I agree with you, that he was kind of trying to move along there. Yeah, yeah, Because it's like, you, especially at that point, you don't know really if something is or is not going to get done. Right. I mean, you don't know where the deal is, how long they've been talking or what have you. And, you know, any wrong
1: word or anything that gets leaked could kill the deal. Exactly. And, and what you're trying to do is improve the football team. So, I mean... If you're a guy asking him questions about trade deadline deals, and you're looking at this team as a whole, and you'll say, where can you make a move to get better? It's going to be right there. Mm -hmm. If you're not looking there, then you don't know what you're looking at. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Exactly. I think that's the, the one, I wouldn't say a gaping hole, but that's, that's the one big gaping hole in the defense.
0: Right, and yeah. I mean, there's only so much that you can kind of say about a team that's 8-0 and is, mm-hmm. and is the last uh, remaining undefeated team in football, right? Like, yeah. you're obviously doing enough to win on a week-to-week basis. Mm-hmm. However, and, and also I think it's fair to point out, you have the NFL sack leader right now in Aaron Donald, and he's leading yeah. the league by two, right? Nobody else has more than eight sacks. So it's not like you're not pressuring the quarterback. However, I think that, as you say, there is a need for more edge rushing. Well,
1: he is affecting the quarterback. He's getting pressure. I think he has more quarterback hits. And this is funny. You can't have outside guys that go multiple games without at least getting a hit recorded on the quarterback, let alone sacks. So I think that's where you are. So he's got 17 quarterback hits. That outpaces Longacre. Samson Abelcom and Franklin Myers. Mm -hmm. Three guys that line up opposite of him rushing the passer. Mm -hmm. So, how is he getting there before you are? So, uh, it, it may be time to make a move. But this is nothing new. We've said this in July. Right. We said this in training camp going into the regular season. So, I think they've gone about as far as they can go with the guys they have and they needed to make a move and they did. They got a pretty good guy too.
0: Yes. Yes. And I think part of it too, is a, you lost Dom Easley mm-hmm. for the season and that it looked like Dom Easley really could have been productive from that outside spot no doubt. in the first couple of games. He was drawing holds. He was getting into, into the backfield, He was creating pressure. But when you don't have that guy and you also traded Robert Quinn, mm-hmm. who was your most effective edge rusher for years, that does create. This kind of hole, and I think, as you said, you've kind of gone as far as you can go with the guys that you already have in tow, right? No doubt. With your Samson Abukam, your John Franklin Myers, these Matt Longacre. Now wait, it's not that they're not effective, right? At other things, Fowler's just a better pass rusher, right?
1: And especially going against New Orleans, you're going to need that,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. And I think that's those are the kinds of teams that mm-hmm. you're going to have to defeat, you know, if. Things keep going the way they're going, and mm-hmm. I don't need to get Jim Moore on it. But you know, as you get down the stretch, you mean playoffs. Yes, that, exactly. Okay, I like that. that. Okay. Yes, that's what I'm Some saying.
1: Some people might not know what that means.
0: Playoffs. If you don't, know, <sighs> you don't if you know, know
1: diddly poo. That was funny. That whole soundbite is funny. I anyway, love that. Yeah. we're just trying to win a game. <laughs> I'm I not about playoffs. But I, I'm with you. I right. Mean, the, watching, those are the, yeah. that's what you need.
0: You need that no edge. No doubt. Rushing.
1: Watching Breeze, you know, attack defenses in a similar way that Rogers just attacked you. So Sean Payton's watching, their entire offense is watching. They saw what Rodgers had success with. Guess what? They're going to come right back and do the same things. Right. If you can't affect the quarterback, like Jared Goff, if you can't affect him in the pocket, you've got no shot. Right. With Rodgers and with Breeze especially, if you can't affect them, he will go right down the field. He will not waste possession.
0: Especially in that dome. Absolutely. They've they've been away um, for the last two weeks, Mm -hmm. and they've won both of those games. I'm talking about New Orleans. But... If you're in the Superdome and you're not affecting Breeze at all, they're just going to march right down the no field. No,
1: no, I, I keep watching him and I love watching all his plays together, not by game, just one long continuous loop of plays and just watching him. I think his gift is he he can play like long stretches, remarkably long stretches of mistake free ball. Mm-hmm. Good read, good drop, good throw on the money. Right. Boom, 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 boom. If you don't disrupt him, He'll run you right out of the building exactly they don't punt often and if you can't affect him,
0: you won't see him that much. Mm-hmm. It'll be
1: on the field off touchdown go get your Gatorade
0: right yeah yes exactly but that and that's exactly why you need somebody like a Dante Fowler mm-hmm. um, at this point in the season. So he's got 14 career sacks mm-hmm. and if you look at Fowler and his history, the unfortunate thing is that he got hurt coming out of college. I'm right in that Jaguars rookie Mm minicamp back in 2015, and it was was a big deal back then. To the ACL. Yes. Yeah, yeah, big shock. Because, and I remember discussing it at the time um, with guys like Jeff Fisher, you know, back in St. Louis, this is where we were, Mm -hmm. um, and him saying, you know, this is why we don't try to put too much stress on the players early on when they just get here, because you're not really in shape to be going full speed after you just got drafted in May.
1: No doubt. And those things are always funky when they happen then because, you know, the tempos are off and, you know, everyone's getting acclimated and he's a rookie. He doesn't know the NFL speed just yet. So those things do happen. But uh, I think the emergence of, I think it's Ngukwe out there. Mm -hmm. And then they brought in Calais Campbell. So they're... He's a starter-level player that just
0: couldn't find room on the defense. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why he's got, you know, 14 sacks mm-hmm. in the last three, uh, two-plus seasons, I'll call yeah. it that. Eight uh, sacks.
1: Uh, I think it was year two.
0: Yes. Eight, eight, eight year sacks. Year two, basically, which was sort of year three, but year two because it's the second year he played.
1: Zero starts. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. That's a guy going to get it with the reps that he's getting.
0: Right. Yeah. And it, it's interesting because when you're talking about that, it means when, in somebody with 14 sacks, he is now fourth. In the career list in sacks right now on the Los Angeles Rams roster, wow. behind Sue Donald and Brockers, so that oh, also. You know the roster. Yes, okay. I'm saying on, on the yeah. Rams roster okay. right now. Like right. that, I think tells you something about, I don't know. I guess the production that he's had, mm-hmm. um, and also the just the way the Rams are right now in terms of getting sacks and edge rushers. No, this is a good deal,
1: absolutely. And I think you asked me when it was done. Can he play this week? Absolutely. Yeah. Which side do you want to rush from? That side or that side. Okay, line up and go. Uh, Your job this week, hunt Drew Brees. Right. Yeah, do what you were born to do. So, absolutely, he's a guy that you can plug in ASAP. Now, the only thing I don't know um, is can he do it standing up? Hmm. Because you are an outside linebacker. But, I mean, that's, that's neither here nor there. In an obvious passing down, if you get off better with your hand down, Use
0: that stance. Right. But sometimes you're going to have to stand up and rush. Right, right. And I, we saw that though. I mean, when you're talking about Wade Phillips' defense, even though it is the 3 4, mm-hmm. a lot of the times when you have that nickel package, it's a four man front. Right. And so I, last year with Robert Quinn, for instance, he was still putting his hand in the dirt and going up, you know? So that's something that he will have the flexibility to do that, especially when you come in and you're only gonna be practicing for basically three days and it's like, okay, go brush the passer.
1: My head started to turn a little bit when I saw and Sue line up at right end. Okay, when you see your nose tackle line up at right end, okay, where are your edge guys? Mm -hmm. I I know he's good, I know he's dynamic, I know he's one of the best defensive tackles or the best defensive linemen in the game, but if you've gotta line him up at right end, you're telling people you don't have edge rushers. Right. Yeah, so that that could be an issue. So this fills a huge need. I don't know about what you had to give up or what that means financially down the road, but this will pay dividends immediately versus New Orleans. Well, we can talk about the compensation. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah,
0: the the compensation for a little bit. So uh, right now it is the Rams third round pick in 2019 and a fifth round pick in 2020. So basically uh, this is designed to be the middle pick, if the Rams have three third-round picks, hmm. and so that would happen if the Rams get two compensatory draft picks from losing Sammy Watkins and Trumaine Johnson in free agency. Wow! So you know they always talk about how, and I mean by they I mean like Les Snead um, and the the guys in the front office talk about how they. Understand what sort of what that formula is for getting mm-hmm. compensatory draft picks, and because of that, they they kind of know okay they can figure out right we're going to get two of these after losing those two guys hmm. in free agency. Wow! So basically, the way the deal was written um, is that if the Rams get a compensatory draft pick, then that goes there, and if they get more than one, then they get then the Jaguars would get the highest of the compensatory draft. Interesting, okay. Wheeling and dealing, I
1: I love it. Uh, I like what the Eagles said when they made the trade for Golden Tate. We are never gonna take our foot off the gas. And why should you? All gas, no brakes. I I love it. Uh, If you're 8-0 right now and you have a chance to really set yourself up big, if you can win this week in New Orleans, absolutely mash the gas pedal as hard as you can. Right, right,
0: right. And that it does, it sets you up very well if you go to New Mm -hmm. Orleans and then you win and then you would have that tiebreaker over New Orleans for playoff seating and I just used the word. What playoffs? Yeah, oh, it's all right. It's it's fair. I mean, you know what? When you're eight zero, no, like I feel like you you've already guaranteed yourself at least a five hundred season. Like, yeah. I don't and I don't think any of us see.
1: No, it's fair the to say Rams no. losing
0: out. Right? It's a reality. Like, you are y- yeah. you are guaranteed of
1: a non-losing season. Right. Eight weeks in, I think it's fair to. It's you can fair. say the word playoffs. All right. right. I, it's just it's yeah. only
0: because it's October and like you know. I know. It's,
1: it's, 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 this is still brand new shoes for a lot of us. It, it yeah. is. We're still getting used to it. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Like last year, I don't think we started saying the P word until December. Or might have had a different meaning. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. The word playoffs. Just until saying, right. Yeah. December is what <laughs> I meant by that. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. you're right. You know, when you have a chance to mash on the gas pedal and then mm-hmm. get a guy that can come in and help you in an area where you, you've lacked, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what you want to do at this point.
1: I, I just think of John Sullivan. I think of Andrew Whitworth. You know, how much do they have left in terms of years? Why wait? This is the best opportunity, the best chance you have of becoming a champion. Right. You should pull out all the stops. Right, yeah. right,
0: right, right. Um, and what's interesting though too, uh, just based on, uh, going back to sort of the compensation uh, aspect of the conversation, uh, Dante Fowler is going to be an unrestricted free agent uh, after this season. So hmm. it's sort of like Ooh. you're dealing with a rental, but it's also kind of an eight game plus tryout Or maybe this guy can help you down the road. What's the
1: downside here for the Rams? I don't know. He's got eight games to prove that, eight games to prove to the rest of the league that he's worth a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Great for you. Yes. Great for him. Great for us. Great for everybody. It's extremely motivating. Absolutely. Yes.
0: Especially right now. I mean, he's uh, he's a guy that only has two sacks this season, Mm -hmm. and you know they've they've come in good situations and uh, going back and watching them, but. I think that he knows he's got a lot to prove, and I read a couple of stories out of Jacksonville mm-hmm. where he was saying coming into this year he's, he knows he's got a lot to
1: prove. No doubt. Uh, he's got two now, Miles. Mm-hmm. You want to make a bet he finishes with eight?
0: Uh, is it, can we set that as the over-under? Because I'll bet your
1: iPhone he finishes with eight.
0: First of all, you know I am not betting. I bet your iPhone he finishes you with eight. You know I'm not okay, betting we'll,
1: that. Well, counter-offer. How about ten? If iPhones? he gets ten, if he gets ten, if he finishes with 10 sacks by the end of the regular season, you give me the phone. No. Oh, my gosh. Come I can't on. give up Come my on. phone. Come on, man. I just got that if phone. If he gets I 10 sacks, what's, what's Donald going to get? What's everyone else going to get? I How many know. more possessions is that for Todd Gurley and Jared Goff? Right. Y- right. You're talking about, no, like I, you said, the, the P word and beyond. Bet your phone on it. Come on.
0: I'm not betting oh my phone. Oh, my God. He's so scared. I can't, but Look wait. at that. He's so attached to that phone. I am very attached God, to the phone. Her but, was
1: about you, wasn't it? What No. That movie Herb was about you. Oh, I've but never I, seen the movie. Uh you need to. It's you.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> it can't, probably could be. It based, is you, wow. based on my dating life. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not betting that because okay. I agree with you. You can't bet something if you agree. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Like I think eight to ten sacks is a real like finishing with that on the season yeah. is is realistic for somebody like Dante Fowler. That yes.
1: should be his goal. He's got gas, and there's there's one on one opportunities out there. Right. That's which, that's what I mean. Right. And he's not blocked. You know, he's not blocked by Campbell. He's not blocked by Ngukwe. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, guys that are going to get it. So you're going to have opportunities for him to rush the passer one-on-one. Right. And he can win.
0: Right. Yeah. And that that's what you need. I think, you know, it's not that guys like Samson Abicom, John Franklin Myers, Matt Longacre, do not like they're bad players. No, no, no. They're really not. They're going to play and huge roles down the road. especially yeah. yeah, especially, you know, your younger guys. And I – Matt Longacre is still a younger guy too. Mm-hmm. But I mean guys like a rookie, John Franklin Myers, you mm-hmm. know, Samson Abacom is still only in his second year. So there is time I think for them to really grow into more productive players Absolutely. if you will, right? right? But I just think from a pure pass rushing skill standpoint, you got better with Dante Fowler. Significantly better. I would tell them the same thing. Hey, look, this guy can help us. Right. But on first
1: and 10, guess who's going to be out there? You. You? And Longacre. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. going to be major parts of this defense, but he can help us on third down. He can help us get the quarterback on the ground, which is what everybody in a Rams uniform should want. Period. Yes. Yes. Regardless of who gets
0: there. Right. And yeah. that, that goes back to the we not me factor, yep. you know, and that's just, that's what mm-hmm. Sean McVay preaches. It's what everybody has bought into. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it's that, you know, it's like when. Um, we had our crew here with uh, Rams to go to Aaron Donald for that behind-the-grind episode, right? Oh, yeah. And they asked Aaron, you know, what do you think of Sue coming in? And he said, you know, I had a conversation with Sean McVay, and basically I told McVay, look, if he, this guy can come in and help us, bring him in, man. He's the right like, guy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's the, to me, it's the same kind of deal. No you, doubt. You see this team can use a guy like Dante Fowler. Why not?
1: My favorite thing is... You don't celebrate when you get the sack. You celebrate when the Rams do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or when the backup tailback comes in, who rips off a long run. Just make sure you touch hands with the starter when he comes
0: back, Mm -hmm. because
1: it's all about moving the football, not who's moving it.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. 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 But there is sort of an interesting downside of this trade. And you brought up the veteran guys on the offensive line, and I think. I don't know how exactly it plays into it because we haven't had to have a conversation with Sean McVay or Les Sneed since the trade went down. But Jamon Brown was waived. Wow. And I was very surprised by right. that, I'm not gonna lie. Ah, uh, really? Jamon. Wow. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. I didn't either. Yeah,
1: that that was a that was a huge shock. I thought they had plans. But who knows? This is this is a business. It is a business. And the NFL stands for? Not for long. Not for long. So, absolutely. So, I don't know. Um, I, I wish him the best. I, I hope he finds his way back here. You never know. I don't yeah. know. But, I mean, that's, that was a shocking move.
0: Yeah, and especially because there's just not that much veteran depth on the offensive line currently on the 53-man roster, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and just last week, maybe two weeks ago, I can't remember exactly when it was, but Sean McVay called Jamon Brown a starting caliber player. Mm -hmm. So, to me, if you have that kind of guy who's on your bench, that's a luxury. Mm -hmm. And I think they saw it as a luxury, at least to this point. Um, But now, I mean, on your 53... You've got two other linemen, and they're rookies. So, Brian Allen, Joe Noplin, you better be ready to play every single week. Absolutely. Uh, You have to be up. But I, I remember when
1: Jamon Brown went down or was suspended, and you had to start Austin Blythe. And people were worried about starting Blythe. And then all of a sudden, this guy, is he looks like he's been there for 100 years. Exactly. So who's to say that the next guy can't do it, if it is Joseph Mm Nopun, if you have to slide Allen in and Blythe over. So who knows? Um, I I think they've proven along the offensive line, they've been cross-trained and they're prepared for just about any contingency.
0: Right, and and Aaron Cromer, I think, has earned the amount of you know, latitude or whatever you want to call it yeah. that he has earned. You know what I'm saying? I that I, I messed that up no, no. saying that. But you yeah. know what I mean? I, like I, Aaron Cromer, you, you deserve the trust yeah, Aaron I, Cromer to be able to do whatever it is you're gonna I, do. I'm starting to hate him. Because Because he's, he's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: All good offensive line coaches, you know, they they go one place when they die. Canton? No. The other place, because they're evil. They're what? mean. They, they they stop us from doing what we want to do. Oh, they're they're good at what they do, and I was talking to him before they that was convoluted. I know I messed messed me up. But I was talking about talking to him right before they played San Francisco, and I was talking about Buckner, and just asking him about you know, hey, how do you block a guy that's so big and all his moves? And he showed me what he taught them. I can't show you obviously because you just don't have one more, but. He did it to me, and I got so mad. <laughs> I did. I'm like, that's that's not fair, man. You know, that's, wow, I hate you for that. Yeah. But this is what you're teaching? Yes, this is how you keep him away from the quarterback. And sure enough, how many times did you say his name in that game? Not very many yeah. at all. Great coach. He gets the most out of the guys he has up front. So, if you have to lose a Jermon or you have to start a rookie, complete confidence. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I think, you know, also the Rams do have guys on their practice squad. Aaron Neary, uh, Boehm who have, mm-hmm. was a starter for Arizona at some point. So it's not like there's there's a complete um, dearth of offensive linemen on the roster. Uh, it, in the building, I guess right. I should say. Um, because of the practice squad. But on your 53, I mean, that that's significant. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, when you've extended your top <laughs> two draft picks of the 2015 draft in Todd Gurley and Rob Havenstein, you didn't necessarily, I, I guess, expect that it would happen mm. with, Um, uh, with Jamon Brown. Right. But I don't think you expected him to get cut at this point in the season when you've still got eight games left, and you don't know what can happen on the O. I I could
1: go all the way back to a camp ago, not this camp, but the the camp last year or the year before. And you and I were looking at Havenstein and Brown and saying, if you only had to sign one, which one one would it Mm -hmm. be? And I think maybe at that point, you might have said Jamon Brown. Right. But then that shows you how much Rob Havenstein has improved Mm -hmm. and how much how important he is to the offense, having a really good right tackle and a really good left tackle. Yes. For the offense you want to run. So and the emergence of Austin Blythe and like you said, Jamon Brown with the suspension, you open the door. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sometimes true. you don't get that back.
0: Right. Yeah. It, it, it it is true. And that's the thing, you know, you you if you had said in mid-June as the Rams are finishing mm-hmm. their mini camp, boy, Jamon Brown's gonna get cut in the before November because that's before we even knew about the suspension. you Right.
1: Know? I would have waited for the punchline. Yeah. Like, what's the joke? Yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It just wouldn't have made any sense. Um. But yeah, you know, a guy like Jamon, and I'll, I'll say this: you just wish him the best because he, he was always good to me. And you know what? I'll, I will definitely miss him in the locker room. He'll
1: hook on, and I hope yeah. it's not in the division. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> He'll beat no. up on the AFC then. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you definitely, you definitely would want that. Um. The another interesting factor about this trade to get Fowler, is it just adds another first round pick to that defense. Mm-hmm. You look at that front seven, you've got four, excuse me now, five first-round former first round picks in the front seven. Sue,
1: Donald, Brockers, now Fowler. Who am yeah. I missing?
0: Mark Barron. Oh, Mark Barron, that's yeah. right.
1: Oh yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. The, the football elite, mm-hmm. the college football elite. Yes. Yeah, all on one defense. Right. That's nice, that's yeah. good. it <laughs> is good to see. Yeah. And then also
0: you've now got three of the top 18 picks in the 2015 draft. Wow on your roster in Fowler, Todd Gurley at number 10, and then Marcus Peters was number 18. Wow, sometimes it just all falls in your lap. It does, Yeah, it does,
1: it does. Absolutely. Um,
0: But let's keep it there as we uh, go to our look back uh, with the Green Bay Packers. And yes, there were a lot of things that the Rams did very well, Um, but I think Marcus Peters has become once again a point of conversation after the way some of the things went in that Green Bay game. And I'm thinking specifically about that one and third nine pass that uh, Aaron Rodgers completed down the field to Devontae Adams.
1: Yeah, um, some issues in coverage. Um, you'd have to be in the room or know what the call was to you know know who made a mistake here yes. or there. But yes, yes. Uh, the problem is the ball kept getting out. That's a rush issue. I think you might have solved that. And then mm-hmm. once it's in the air, it seems like those balls are being completed down the field. So usually you blame the guy closest to the receiver when he catches it. Right. So, it happened to be Marcus Peters a few times. Troy Hill also got beat, too. Yes. On, on some big plays. So uh, you could say it's them or you could say it was the quarterback or a little bit of both. I think it was a little bit of both. Um, I think the issue is when you're playing guys like C.J. Beathard, no disrespect, um, he's not going to show you what your flaws are. Rodgers will. Oh, yeah. And, and so will Bree. Yes. Yeah. He, he's going to show you exactly what you're doing wrong and what you're giving away pre-snap. Mm-hmm. Right. So they will help you get better. So you got by Rodgers. Hopefully that will refocus the group to go after Breeze. Right. Because if you make the same mistakes, Breeze is going to do even worse to you.
0: Right, right, right. And and that's the thing right now. It's just, it's interesting looking at this secondary and then, you know, I'm getting tweets like, "Ah, why aren't they benched? These guys got to get benched. It's like, okay, well, who are you going to put out there? Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, it's not like you could just all of a sudden get a really good player magically on your roster in the middle of a game. That's just not what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I think you, A, you got to be realistic. B, we're in the no. And so, yes, yeah, yeah. There, there are definitely ways to improve, but they have been able to overcome certain things because when the defense needs to tighten up, and it's really been in the fourth quarter, they've been able to do that by and large, this season, at least to get to 8-0, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, yes, there is definitely room for improvement. And, yes, it make, it things look bad sometimes, mm-hmm. right? But I think what you're saying also is true. We don't know what the call is. No, absolutely not. And when you don't know what the call is, it's really kind of difficult to be able to criticize certain things, especially to me on defense. Like, uh, and... Uh, Because he's cut, I guess I will be able to use his name. But like last year, um, Tennessee game, Jamon Brown Mm -hmm. takes a step in the wrong direction, ends up the ball gets popped out of whoever was running it. I think it was Todd Gurley and Jarrell Casey, you know, squirts it out, and then boom, the, the Tennessee Titans get a defensive touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know that Jamon Brown stepped the wrong way because literally everybody else was stepping right and he <laughs> yeah, stepped the left. Yeah, Timber going that way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, there you can say, all right, that is a clear mistake by X player. On defense, because things get chaotic and because you're always reacting to things, I think it's much harder to be able to say, all right, this is what ex- is exactly what happened that is wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm not and I am making excuses, but that doesn't necessarily excuse when somebody does make a mistake. Well, However, it's harder to tell, is what Right. I'm
1: saying. Alignment, assignment and adjustment. That's defense, right? So, mm-hmm. one of the three there was a foul up. We just don't know which. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and, or who. Right. But right. when the ball gets out and gets behind the defense, it can't be just one guy it's it's all 11 on the field because remember on one of those plays i believe the the touchdown that rogers threw or no no the third like the one you're talking about yeah there was pressure on the play there was actually there was a sack a missed sack on the play yes so you had an opportunity to kill the play in the backfield Mm -hmm. and you missed so it's not just
0: one guy it's an entire defense
1: it, that had the breakdown. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It takes all 11. No doubt. And, right. and, you know, that's something that coaches say all the time, but it, they say it because it's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. You can't just think, oh, well, it's that guy's fault. That's it. Like, it's not that simple a lot of the time.
1: Well, just the, the things that get me are the miscommunications. When you, after the play, it seems like he was uncovered or there was a bust in coverage. And as soon as you get the guy on the, on the ground or when the play is dead, you have three or four guys pointing at each other. I mm-hmm. thought you had him. I thought you had him. No, you got to be here. No, that's stuff that should happen pre-snap. Mm. So that stuff needs to be better. Now, that's when I'll look at Marcus Peters and say, hey, you are the best corner on the field, so to so to supposed speak. to be, yes. You are the, one of the best players on the field, so... I, I kind of look to you for the co- the communication part to the rest of the defense. Sure. So that stuff could improve. Right. Yes.
0: And that's that I think is something that they're definitely going to have to work on this week, mm-hmm. go, is going to where they're going. Right. You know. And right. I'll look at La- I'll look at Lamarcus
1: Joyner, John Johnson, all those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have complete confidence in your secondary and your safeties to get guys lined up. So it's not just one guy. Right. It's an entire defense. Yes. Right.
0: Right. Right. All right. Um, more on the positive aspects of the game, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to go there. Um you brought up Rameek Wilson. Thank you oh, Rameek Wilson. Oh my god. What a play in a big time situation yeah, in yeah. order to get that ball back because well, you know, when you give Aaron Rodgers that much time and you he's only down by like 2, you're almost like hey yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I'm
1: that was that was the best Hollywood ending of all time for us. Because <laughs> <laughs> if he takes a knee, we've seen this guy come back, and you would have had what two o seven plus a timeout
0: to a Two oh five plus a timeout. Yeah. I mean right. that's
1: an eternity for him. He only needs seconds to get down right. the field, and right. all he needed was a field goal. Mm-hmm. So um, the play that Ramik Wilson made was hockey esque. You ever watch hockey? Barely. Okay, when you see a guy that's not a goalie slide in and take a slap shot off the chest. Huh. To save it. You know, to save okay. the game for the team. I yeah. mean that's that's taking one for the team. That's what he did. Yeah. Going down there and just I mean, throwing your body in there and making a play, getting the ball out and then recovering. Right. That's a big play.
0: It was a huge play and it was it was a really consequential mm-hmm. play. I think mm-hmm. special teams, uh, we talk about it a lot, especially on this program, but special teams is such a difference maker. On the LA Rams, I mean, when you have a guy like John Fossil, who Mm -hmm. schemes things up every single week so incredibly well, um, it makes it that much easier for both the offense and the defense in order to get things done.
1: You know, I'm glad you said that. It's not just scheming up stuff. I mean, what he does is he reps the fundamentals. Mm. They are letter perfect in almost everything they do. And just base punt, base kickoff, base returns. Now, he's got tricks up his sleeve, and they're prepared for that. Whenever you call a fake punt, Johnny Hecker's ready, they're ready. But... All the other stuff outside of the block punt a couple of weeks ago, letter perfect. Snap to hold to kick. Snap to punt. It's off cover. Right. That's the stuff you work on in practice. It's not just a period off for the football team when you're out there practicing special teams. This is a part of offense, defense, and now teams. Right. He gets the most out of his guys just like Sean McVay does. So mm-hmm. it's not just the schemes, it's the attention, the detail. Yes. And, and knowing what takes them away also right yeah he's really good at it
0: right right and that's why you get a play like this in such a big time situation and that the that the Rams can take advantage of Mm -hmm. and really then run out the clock and literally run out the clock as Todd Gurley went down in order to basically they call it a Rolex situation I heard that yeah 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 yeah. why are you making that face
1: it just made me laugh I just love word association in football Um, because I heard Rolex I'm like how does that Rolex. I don't get it. The time is more important than the points. Got it. Makes sense now. Rolex. That's something every player can remember. You get it. When he says Rolex, you know the the situation. Yes. But I said, you've seen that before.
0: Oh yeah. You saw Todd do that in Arizona. Exactly. I was just going to bring it up. Brilliant play. Arizona back in 2015. Uh That was basically, it was his first start and it was really the first game where we were like, Oh, well, that's yeah. why you drafted Todd Gurley. Where the dreads were going, they were lateral. Yeah. Yeah, because he was yeah, he was rolling yeah. out that game. Yeah, it yeah. was good stuff. Yeah, it was great. Um, and that he he did basically the exact same thing, and I wrote about it this week, really. You know, he took a handoff to the left, mm-hmm. and he went down. I think he had a 30-yard run. He had basically a few more yards to get to the end zone, and he just went down.
1: He, he like, ended the game. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. And Brilliant. the Rams had a two-point lead in that situation, too. I think it was 24-22. So it's exactly the same kind of deal. Um, And I don't know if that had been coached as much as it was in this particular situation back then, but even Jared Goff was like, you know, Todd is such a smart player that he probably would have done it anyway, even if we hadn't been like in the huddle, all right, this is Rolex, you know, we got to go down, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Don't score here.
1: Um, Smart, yes. Unselfish, no doubt. Um, I'm not sure if most guys would, would have the wherewithal to, to, it's the end zone, this is what you're really trying to get and score the entire game, and there it is. I don't think they would have the wherewithal to pull up. I really don't. Really? I think most guys would cross the goal line and score because they think that's the most important thing. It's not. It, right. <laughs> I think the most important thing is, ending the game. Yes. This is your opportunity yeah. to end it and make sure Rogers do- doesn't have a he chance. He never has a chance because right.
0: like you never know yeah. what he can do if he gets the ball back. I'm not even sure if most coaches would coach that. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: sure I'm dead serious. That's bad. It would happen more often.
0: <laughs> but it's I mean, but it, <laughs> it have, I don't know, man. It like, would happen more often. Because well, I mean, there I will put it this way, right? Why was like it there such are a wow thing to you. It wasn't that much of a wow thing to me. It's what I expected. For a lot of other people, it was a wow moment. I,
1: I know. Right. It, right. Be- because you don't see it that often. I guess some people are playing checkers. There are some guys that are playing chess. When you see chess, you're, wow, that was amazing. Yeah, let's go back and coach that.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, uh, I'll put it this way. There are usually, like, six or seven coaching jobs open in the NFL Mm -hmm. every year, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because of what you just said. You don't, you don't, Sean McVay always talks about um, being situational masters. You know, you go to the facility, you see it on the walls, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to be situational masters. And what that, that's, that's what that means. You have to know in that particular situation, you can end the game, or you can get into the box, and then right. they get the ball back, and then the game's not over. Right. So that's a situation, and they mastered that. True. Now,
1: how many other teams and coaches would actually call a toss crack in that situation? I don't know. I, I bet I bet they'd be throwing. Really? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Right. I bet they would be throwing. But I feel like. Who would trust their line and their running back in that situation outside of the Rams?
0: I feel like the Rams don't necessarily run toss crack all that much. Uh So that's part of it. When they do, they get that kind of yardage Mm -hmm. out of it. And they usually run it, I feel like, in those situations where it's, all right, we know we need to get like 8 to 10. Right. And we're going to run this now. And we're just going to. I don't know, we're going to try to end it. You know what True, I mean? That, right. That's when I feel like they run Toss Crack and you know I don't have that data in front of me, but that's what right. goes through my mind if when you I think about it. If you
1: blow that up, that's a guaranteed loss. Right. Right. If they guess right, it's a guaranteed loss and that could be bad. Yes. But to have the guts and the confidence in your guys to call that play and then to have it pop and then to have your guy that's carrying it understand the situation all at the same time, that's great coaching. Well, you know yeah. what it
0: also is. It's a team that is under the same offensive system, you know, for a multiple years. Mm-hmm. That's what that shows me, because like you said, you know you have the confidence and the belief in order to get the, the play off mm-hmm. and, and get it right. And then you also have the situational awareness in order to go down when you go right. down, right? right. Like that's, there's a lot of things that are happening there. And because they all get they get them all, it, it just signals it's something. It's amazing. Yeah. Um,
1: you go back to there was a one. There was a third and six play, where Todd busted a long run uh-huh. for the first down again. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought that the Packers had them surrounded. So it's a third and six. You can't throw it again. So you're going to have to run it here and go conservative and hope hope you pop one. And sure enough, he does. Yes, they do.
0: It was a yeah. good. I thought it was a really good call against that blitz that mm-hmm. came from Green Bay because they just didn't have anybody in order to to, to try to stop Gurley in those situations. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. good
1: blocking up front and just great running by Todd again. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, why do you think that the Packers pass rush was as effective as it was in that game? To
1: me, they look just. They look like the fresher team. Now, I, I hate to do this to Miles. This is where he scratches his head. This reminded me of old ufc days way back like one two and three when it was tournament style so one guy would have to fight three times in the night to win the tournament nice so sometimes you would fight guy one guy two guy three get to the final and then the guy you're gonna fight drops out and they bring in a fresh opponent opponent for the championship
0: right why, why would they do that that's, that's just, not fair
1: they fixed it after that because i think <laughs> one replacement guy actually won the belt with one fight so this this we that's have to not change. That's right. It. Right, but that's what it looked like. Um, okay. It looked like they were the fresher team. So,
0: which makes sense. They were coming off the bye. They had right. two weeks to scheme up against the Rams' offense. Like it, it to me, it stands to reason that they should be the fresher team.
1: Right, and it was they were fresher early, and they were getting to their technique faster than the Rams early. Now it started to even out towards the middle of the second quarter, mm-hmm. and then it was an evenly ma- uh, matched game from there. But. Early on, the pressure looked to me like they were just winning their blocks. They were winning their one-on-ones. They were getting guys home and getting pressure on the quarterback. But once you match their tempo, then you started to blunt that attack a little bit. Right.
0: Yeah. And it it's just a little bit different to me when you're seeing the Rams kind of struggle in pass protection, like they mm-hmm. kind of have in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not like these guys are slouches that they're going up against. So. Uh, you're, you're going to have to correct that at some point. You know what I mean? You can't just keep getting pressure up the middle in golf's face because that's going to ruin a lot of things. You, look, uh, well,
1: I think that's them coming off a bye, and we'll see what happens in New Orleans. But I I still have every confidence in Andrew whatworth Roger Saffold, uh, Austin Blythe, Havenstein, yeah. John Sullivan. I mean, I still have, and I'm sure they do too. Yes. Um, And they'll be looking for some get back. but. Green Bay's defense defense played a whole lot better than people gave them credit for. And I I think that was the difference.
0: I I would agree with you there. But still, you know, Todd Gurley was able to get over 100 yards Mm -hmm. on the ground. You had good games by Robert Woods, who's just Mr. Consistent, Mr. Reliable. Brandon Cooks had a decent game, too. So it's not like the Rams' offense wasn't doing anything. You know, they were able to move the ball effectively. Um, and you played clean. You stayed away from turnovers. And as long as you're doing that, you're really going to give yourself a chance to win.
1: That's really going to help you this week versus New Orleans. Exactly. You can't give Breeze extra possessions. No. Period. End of story. And you have to take the ball away. Yes. I know everybody preaches it. You want it. It's, it's on the wish list. Okay, let's get some takeaways. No, it's It's imperative you have to steal possessions from breeze. Yes. Yeah.
0: No question as we begin our look ahead to the New Orleans Saints. Um, where would you put Drew Breeze in sort of the pantheon of quarterbacks? The greatest
1: like the greatest list?
0: Yeah. Oh jeez. Really we're going to do this? I know. Isn't that like I mean, it's cheap sports talk radio I mean, fodder and I, I know Wow, but like, I feel like I'm ba- never mind. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's after the
1: All-Star uh, break and we have nothing to talk about. No, but like... Let's yeah. rank the greatest quarterbacks of all I time. I know, right? I this know. This is even better. Hey, let's do a Mount Rushmore of the greatest Rams of all time. Right. Right. I, There's I'm only not, four. He's
0: a little... I'm not trying to do that, but like, I think sometimes Drew Brees doesn't get the credit that he deserves, you know, for Fair. what he has done in this league and what he continues to do in this league. Um, You know, just thinking about
1: him and how he plays, Um, and this is where... I think I was on the radio, and we were talking about Sean McVay and, and uh, Sean Payton together. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton and Breeze are where McVay and Goff want to be.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I wanted to bring that up to you. They,
1: they share the same brain. Um, they're on the same page. I would doubt, I, I would bet that Breeze doesn't get graded. Like, every player gets graded per mm-hmm. game, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, why? It's going to be 95 to 100 per game, <laughs> you know? So, it, it's different with them. Um, he hardly, if ever, makes a mistake. You know, uh, he's rarely ever wrong with where he's going with the ball. Now, he's a football player. Things can happen. He can get tipped. He can get hit. He can get moved off the spot. And the play is disrupted. But if you don't, I don't think he even
0: sees a defense. I don't even think he sees you. I think he's just playing pitch and catch. <laughs> okay, D, are you saying that because he's so good he doesn't need to, like, read it? Or are you saying that because he's short? Like No, no. More? It's
1: just like... They'll never get to me because oh. I know where I'm going with the football, and he knows where I'm going with the ball. Right. My receiver knows. Right. So I don't worry about you. I don't even see you. Funny, I was watching them play Tampa Bay, and their defense got Fitz magic early. Yes. They're better than that, but Fitz just gave it to them a little right, bit. Right, but right, right, right. It took me 25, 30 plays to realize Gerald McCoy was in the game. Hmm. He was a non-factor because Breeze was snap, get the ball out, snap, get the ball out, snap, get the ball out. If you can't disrupt him or disrupt them or dislodge the football or find some way to shake up that offense, he's not going to miss. Right, He is Cy Young caliber.
0: He's going to paint the blacks all night. Well, and that's, that's why, A, hey, you need a guy like Dante Fowler. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think that's going to be the issue, right? You have to first be able to stop the run. Mm-hmm. And you have to get them into third and seven or more situations, even though he's so great at getting the ball out that quickly. Yeah. And that's obviously going to be the strategy this week because you've got a guy in Aaron Donald who can get into the backfield like that. But y- you've got to negate it somehow. He's going to be a If that's the move, how they yeah. if that's how they did it against Gerald McCoy, that that's probably how you're going to have the same strategy against a guy like Aaron Donald.
1: No, and stopping the run. Um, it's funny with Kamara and my phone. When I type it in, it, it comes up Camaro, and I'm like, well, <laughs> fair, <laughs> right? right. The guy can fly. Yeah. Um, he is. He's a nightmare in the red zone. I mean, yes. he is scary. He is scary. He's beyond Halloween in the red zone, but. He's kind of like trout fishing barehanded.
0: Trout fishing barehanded. Imagine going trout fishing means.
1: barehanded. I, you have to catch a fish with your bare hands in a moving stream. It's like
0: flopping around. Is that what you're saying? No, it's just you, you don't know where to go. It's going it. to dart. He, he's just that tough.
1: Here's <laughs> the thing I notice: when you do make plays against him, you have to have your your great play or your technique or whatever you do best. Do it before he touches the ball. So you have to be in your area or make the play before he touches it. Hmm. If you think you can have makeup speed or I can play this block a little thick and then get off and make the play. He's going to be by you, right? If you wait to get to your technique until after the touch, he's gone, right? Yeah. And if he gets you in space, he's going to embarrass you. That's just how he plays. Embrace it, understand it and play team football, mm-hmm. cast a wide net and then come up and drill them.
0: The Rams actually did a pretty decent job against uh, their running attack mm-hmm. last year, if you remember that game, DeMarco, mm-hmm. but, uh, with the exception of the 74-yard touchdown run that Kamara had earlier in the game. Untouched. Yes, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, c- I can remember, he ran right by me. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, but if you look at his numbers, and I have the game book from last year, you know, other than that, he only had, I think, 13 yards, if I'm doing this right, on four carries. And then you also had Ingram have 11 carries for 31 yards. So that's a pretty decent job. You have to be able to replicate that. And avoid that long run where he's going in untouched. You, yeah,
1: right. Uh, you in, uh, unfortunately in football you can't remove a seventy-six yard run. I know you can It's cannot. there. I know. So, it's it's yes. sort of the
0: same as like the Leonard Fournette run that happened with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Take away that, that run, that they have a great day. Right. But right. But you can't run. take you can't take it away. Right. right. So
1: uh, that's the thing. I mean, if he's. If he's getting to the hole faster than you are, you've got no chance. To yeah, stop you've him. already lost. You've already lost it, right? Yes, absolutely.
0: And and it's going to be tougher to beat them in that dome. That dome is notoriously play difficult um, for opponents to come into, and because it's because they love their Saints down in New Orleans, they make it really really loud. Yeah, it's a cavernous place, and it's tough to win down there. It it's a tremendous
1: is. home field advantage. Yeah, yeah, it's loud, and they have an ultra aggressive coach. Ultra aggressive. That just feeds into that crowd noise. So yes you kinda have a feeling of what it felt like in like ancient Rome (laughs) when you came out of the opposite side of the gladiators. Like, okay, I'm not really here to win, am I? Yeah. Right, Right, right. Right. You guys are here to watch me like bleed. Right. That's what it feels like.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, but the the one thing that at least Jared Goff has is the benefit of experience. This is interesting that this is now the third year in a row that you're going to be playing the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously the Rams and the Saints used to be division rivals. Oh, yeah. That's no longer the case since realignment. But... Um, Jared Goff went down there in a second start back in 2016 He played well in the first half and mm-hmm. then they made some adjustments and then things got personal between Greg Williams and that the interim head coach of the Cleveland Browns now, and, uh, also Sean Payton and things really happened in that second half. But I think at least you've gone into that dome and you've been there before. And now that there are much higher expectations, that probably helps you going down there to, to play.
1: Yeah. I, you, you know, I mean before this home game versus Green Bay, which took on a life of its own, its own world of drama. Remember, yeah. they just came off a three game road, road trip. Oh road, yeah. road what do you stint. call it? Road stent. Whatever. Uh three games in a row yes. on the road. So yeah. playing on the road, no shock. Um, playing in hostile environments, okay, check. So yeah. I'm not saying you can take the crowd out or it's not intimidating, but I mean I think the Rams, this current Rams group, is used to being on the road. You're used
0: to going silent count. That's, no doubt, that's for sure. Yeah. Especially after last game too. Um, the one factor that the Rams will have uh, that is a big positive is that Cooper Cup is expected to play Yay. in this game. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that that's huge. Um, again, looking at last year's game, <laughs> Cup had yeah. eight receptions for 116 yards. Why are you laughing? I just if, if I do. <laughs> I don't know what like you're that cranking means roll, something. Roll the
1: window down, right? Even yeah. though no one has a crank anymore. Okay. But this is the universal signal for roll the window down, right? If uh, I need to talk to you?
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: Right. You can't do that. You can't push the button. It doesn't make sense yet. I think Ellen DeGeneres did this, but it means roll the window down. So, way back in the day when you did have have to wind the window down, when that handle broke and you had to. It just, uh, it, just it just made your life that made your life that much harder. So I, I just kind of equate Cooper Cup with okay, you got a crank now. It just makes everything. He makes your life easier.
0: I, uh, you know yeah. what I would I would say yeah. it's more or less like you have power windows, but you have an auto button, right? Okay, yeah, And yeah. so the auto button makes it go down like much smoother. You only have to push it once. He's modern. He's he's. New. I know. Yeah, yeah. So it's like when the yeah. auto button <laughs> right. on your power windows breaks. Like, you gotta like hold it down the entire yes. time. Either way, if your window is malfunctioning, <laughs> your life is hell, right? I wouldn't say that the last couple weeks have been hell no, without Cooper it, Cup. Like, it's been like, hard. It's Harder. been more difficult than it would be with him in there. Yes. Absolutely.
1: He makes things a whole lot easier. And I, I would I would say ask Jared Goff that question. How much easier is it for him when he's got Cup out there with him? I think it's much easier. That's what I'm saying. Especially, yeah. you
0: know, if he's not in a, pre- if we got him in a non-press conference setting where it right. doesn't, and I don't think that what we're trying to do here is disparage anybody like Josh Reynolds no. because it's not, or a Nick Williams, but there's a reason why Nick Williams was available to the Rams in the middle of the season, right? right. Yeah. And are we he's there? Not,
1: do we, if we're praising a guy that deserves praise, are we knocking other people? I don't know. I think some people I think we're people, beyond that now. I would yeah. hope
0: that we are, but I yeah. think some people maybe try to seem to take it that way. Uh, well,
1: then I'm and sorry I don't them, that's fair but yeah it's you're getting cooper cut back right it's, that's always a good thing exactly yeah.
0: the guy has five touchdowns already this season he is clearly a significant part of the offense not just in terms of what he does in the passing game but what he does in the run game that probably gets unnoticed by a lot of people he's great exactly yes you can roll the window down much easier if your window's
1: broken you can't go through a drive-through sucks going through a drive-through right you got to open the door you ever had to open the door going through a drive-through no it stinks I'm sure people have. It sucks. It really does. It just makes your life hell when your window's broken.
0: So let's not have our life be you. hell yes. with Cooper Cup
1: back. Think All about right. that as you're rolling the window down today. Say thank you, Cooper Cup. <laughs> 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 All right. On that note, everybody, I think
0: we're gonna we're gonna take this to the end. Nice. Here. Yes, I think that was a good place to cut this off. Uh, Rams Saints this Sunday, 125 Pacific. They got that one in the late window. Uh, that game will be on. Fox. It'll be fun. First two-day trip of the year, DeMarco. I am looking forward to this one.
1: Nice. Uh, another matchup, Goff versus Elite. Yep. Yeah. You, you keep beating these guys or a number of these guys. Eventually, you'll be Elite.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're going to be up there. All right. Mm-hmm. DeMarco and I will see you from the sidelines at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome at about 1240, 1245 Pacific time for Rams Pregame Live. Until then, enjoy the game, everybody. Remind.